You're listening to Podhaven. today magical adventure into time but elodie uh, where are we going on an adventure we're we going to acquire frogs courtesy of clickcall.com what <laughs> okay let's cut the shit guys you know I'm why you're here your options here are i am here to acquire frogs or i do not know why i am here i, I was born here to acquire frogs oh, oh shit which okay. fucking was... ruined this for me george Okay, fine, we're here to acquire frogs. Okay. Correct. Here's a photograph of a frog for reference, and there's a nice photo of a frog. Okay. Uh, it tells us we have... They make a drawing of the photograph of a frog for reference, which they have done. Excellent. Hey, that's a pretty good drawing of a frog. Nice work. And there is I'm a nice drawing of a frog. frog drawings. Our reply is, thanks. Okay, so... Acquire frogs says, okay, go acquire frogs. And your options are, go to the library, go to the swamp, go to your house, or go to the retirement home. I think we should go to the swamp. Josh, what's your vote? That's what they'll be expecting. Oh shit, that's a good point. This might be like a subversion of expectations. Go to the library, maybe we can look up frog locations. Oh, we can acquire books about frogs. We can acquire froggy knowledge. So yes. are you choosing Froggy to go to knowledge. the library? Go to the library, We're gonna go to the library. knowledge, okay. do your homework, find the frogs, get a PhD, thank you very much, you're welcome, library card. <laughs> yes. This is the library, no frogs in sight. Your options are, talk to the librarian, or use the library computer to order frogs on the internet. Oh my god, there we go, see? See, see I'm, I'm uh, smart. You were right, Josh. I'm smart in the frog brain knowledge. So, so let's go we... to the computer, order the frogs on the internet, Manette, Manette. Okay. You are now online. What do you want to search for? Your options are, buy frogs. Give to me a frog. Let it be a frog. Demand frog ASAP. Go to doctorshopping.com. I think we should demand frog demand ASAP. Demand frog ASAP. I'm glad we agree on that. Okay. Server busy. The server is too busy right now because there are too many people trying to acquire frogs online. Please try again later. God damn it. Uh, damn your it. options here God are... Damn it! Go to doctorshopping.com, talk to the librarian, or leave the library. Go to doctorshopping.com. Josh, do you agree? I will consent to that. Okay. Welcome to DrShopping.com. My name is Dr. Shopping, and I exist for the sole purpose of helping you spend your money online. Please free me from this place. How may I assist you? <laughs> frogs. Your options are, please give me frogs. Or, wait, how can I free you from your prison? Give me <gasps> the fucking frogs. Yeah, I want the frogs. Okay. Okay, Dr. Shopping is acquiring frogs for you as we speak. While we wait, would you mind helping me escape from this digital prison? Your options are, no thanks, just here for frogs, or, sure, how can I help? I'm going to need at least one frog up front. Can we not get one frog up front? Come on. 
I mean, that's I've been not an here before. I can choose. They get let out of the virtual shopping world, and then they forget everyone who came it's up like, with them, and they don't. They keep the frogs for themselves. It's like the fucking ending of Mass Effect Three all over again. Yeah, you just choose which frog you want, and then it ends. Well, no, but see, we at the moment we don't get to choose which frog we want, so it's even worse. Blue frog, red frog, or green frog. Anyway, no thanks. Just here for frogs. Or shoot oh, sure, the child's trying to give you a frog. Give me the fucking frogs. So you're choosing just here for frogs. We just want frogs. We came just here for frogs. one very specific purpose. And that specific purpose was frogs. Yes. Sounds good. No problem. I am getting you frogs right now. Here is a fun frog fact. Instead of having to drink water, frogs just absorb it through their skin. Are you sure you don't want to help me? God, please help me. My life is hell. I want to walk on the grass and feel the breeze. I long for the touch of another human. Please help me. Your options are, nope, I came here for frogs and that's all. Sorry, your life is hell. Or, okay, I'll help you. Okay, guys, guys, guys. What if he is a frog? <gasps> I mean, no, he, he said he yeah. said he wants to feel the touch of another human, which means he's not a frog. Oh, okay, I will fucking. He explicitly him. said he's a human. Fuck him. I feel like I feel like um um something that my that my mummy always told me is that persistence is important in life. So I feel like we should just stick for the frogs. Stick okay. to the frogs, maintain your position. Stick to our guns, so to speak. Okay, so, yeah. nope, I came here for frogs and that's all. Sorry, your life is hell. Mm. Awesome, your frog should arrive in three to five business days, and my suffering knows no end. Have a great day. Go away to awesome. for your frogs to arrive. This is your house. You sit down on the porch and wait. It is now night time. Your frogs have not yet arrived from drshopping.com. A day has passed. Your frogs have not yet arrived from drshopping.com. Oh, yeah, he said two to three business days. It is now night time. Your frogs have not yet arrived from drshopping.com. This is time we could have spent looking for other frogs. Two days have passed. Your frogs have not yet arrived from drshopping.com. Oh. It is now night time. Your frogs have not yet arrived from drshopping.com. <laughs> three days have passed. Your frogs have not yet arrived from drshopping.com. It is now night time. Your frogs have not yet arrived from drshopping.com. Four days have passed. Your frogs have not yet arrived from drshopping.com. I can't wait day, to hear what's going to happen next. It is now night time. Your frogs have not yet arrived from drshopping.com. Oh, fuck. You have been waiting five days for your frogs to arrive from drshopping.com. About halfway through the day, you hear footsteps coming from down the driveway. Look to see who it is. I have a package for you from drshopping.com, says the delivery man. I have a feeling that it is frogs. See it if, see if it is frogs. That's what we want. Wow, it yep. is. It is frogs. You have acquired frogs. Well done. Have a nice life. We did it. You did it, we which is amazing, because that is one of the very few ways that you can actually get frogs at this game. Oh, shit. Josh... Josh, um, digital I, high five. I have actually point. played all of the endings, and I know that this is one of the very, very rare occasions where you get frogs. So you uh, did well, it. Well I, done. I got, I got the true frog route. Yeah. Uh, we all, we all knew it was coming. Let's be honest. I'm, I've got a PhD in frog finding. Mm. Uh, 
I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm feeling good about that. I'm feeling very good about what we've accomplished today. I well, feel like we could have got more frogs, but I'm sending to the chat the taking picture, it as a win. The picture that they gave us for um the the frogs that we acquired. Oh my god, so many frogs! Let's me look uh -huh. at my frogs. Yeah, that's a lot of frogs. And we've acquired them, Josh. We've together. acquired those frogs. Well done, you did it. You acquired frogs, and now it's time to say. Welcome to the Andy Haven Podcast, with me, your host, Elodie Cunningham, and as always, I'm joined by... Josh Rivers. And George Johnson. More like George Frog found. Because oh! we have found oh! frogs. Am I right? You're correct. Yeah. Mm. I'm ah, going ah, to go ah, down ah, to the deed poll ah, office tomorrow. Ah! 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 Um, my f cat just put his arm through my headphones and pulled them down and my head went with them. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, this is an action-packed episode so far. We've had frogs being acquired and now cat sabotage. Yeah, cat sabotage happened. He just wants to put his claws on my blanket and dribble. Oh. Oh, is a cat. Uh, Cat wants to join in. Cat wants to find frogs. He does. Probably so that he can... Cat's no, like, I, I could have found twice as many frogs. I was about to say that it's probably because he was going to eat them, but then I remembered that he's very old and doesn't really do anything anymore, so what he would probably do is just look suspiciously at them. Just collect frogs. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about video games? If No, if we must. I was Let's. having a fun time with frogs. To be honest, does that count as a video game? I mean, it, it's a text it is adventure. One. It does. I think we just played. That's actually that the first video game we've played on our video games podcast. Then, well, there we go. That's that's a landmark moment. Frog. I'm okay. That I'm I'm glad that the first video game we played was uh, acquiring frogs. Do you think it counts as an indie game? Because. Um, now uh, I well, I actually, can't imagine Activision is a yet. subsidiary company of the un of Onion. Yeah. Oh but... fuck. Hmm. So the first video game we've played on the Indie Haven podcast is not an indie game. Are you, are you saying that Acquire Frogs is a AAA experience? Acquire Frogs is in fact a AAA experience. Thank goodness. Which is going to be the name of this podcast. And they say that the whole AAA market lacks diversity. All the, and look how diverse this group of frogs is. Yeah, yeah, they're all so, frogs. Yeah, look at the one that's like, <laughs> like on top in the middle there. What are we doing? Yeah. That one who's on top of the middle. Should we talk about like the, the, the indie video in games? minutes in. What are we doing? Talk about video frogs. games. Right, <laughs> video games. For God's sake, let's let's so, get a podcast done. Yes. So, um, friends. Yes. Um, did you know that the other day, on a Wednesday, no less, Wednesday the 6th of, uh, of September. Wednesday. Um, Indie, uh, Indiecade, not us, not Indiecade, <laughs> Indiecade um, have um, announced the, the nominations for their 10th anniversary festival. What? Which is, uh, which is happening in uh, October? Yes. Yes, it is. What? You could almost call it some kind of Oktoberfest. 
I suppose, in a sense, it is a kind of Oktoberfest, um, but with less, like, alcohol and Germans. Well, you assume. I assume, um, because it's being it's being held in, um, I think, it's being held somewhere in America. Yeah, but um, Oktoberfest is all over, and literally everyone, everyone that goes to them suddenly becomes German. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's true. It's uh, one of these fa- many facts of life. One of the um, facts, do you want actual to hear, facts. Do you want to hear what, what games have been nominated? What are the nom- nom- nominations, George? Let's take a look. I will open up the list of oh, fuck. Um, the 2017 official nominates or nominees. Nominates. The Indicade 2017 10th Anniversary Festival. I just kind so, of assumed you already had nomination, The first nomination... Well, I suppose not, maybe not the first, but in alphabetical order, yes. we have A Normal Lost Phone by Accidental Queens. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, All right. So if you want to you, you know more about that video game, you should go check out my interview with Accidental Queens. Nice. On Wendy Haven. Did we talk about it on the podcast before, or am I imagining I think that? we mentioned it briefly at the very least. Yeah. yeah, I definitely remember it coming up. Yeah, I think it was yeah. on like the first episode or something. So mm. I don't it's remember really... that far back. Yeah, it's a really good game. Um, a little brief synopsis for those who aren't aware. It's um, uh, it's simulating a mobile phone that you've just found in the wild, and you're going through the mobile phone, um, reading texts and emails, and uh, gaining access to like dating app profiles to try and figure out who this person is uh, and why sorry, their phone might sorry, be. Sorry, can lost. I just interrupt before you like talk? about it seriously um, um, I just gotta do something look at this phone that I just found <laughs> do you like that it's like a Robbie Rotten thing but inside of net he says phone because it's I like that. that. Okay. Oh, yes, I get it now. Yeah. You did a you did a meme. Yeah, because it's because usually it goes look at this net that I just found, and said yeah. here is okay. going. You okay, look at this phone you that I just found. Phone, though, would you? Huh? It's fine. Even if commanded. When I shall go, be ready to look through the dating apps. So the other nominations. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> that, that might that might be my fav- my favourite shutdown I've ever heard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So seriously. So the other nominations uh, we have um, Atrophilia Arcade by Tammy uh, Duplantis. Um, Bitrat by Bucket Drum Games, Bleep Space by Andy Wallace and Dan Friel. If any of these like are games that uh, either of you recognise, by all means, like like stop me and we can talk about them a little bit. I, I haven't it. heard of any of these apart from the um, phone. That's okay. Uh, Bury Me, My Love by The Pixel Hunt and Fix. Um, Busy Work by Mouse and the Billionaire. Cat Sort of VR by Poor Mingo Games. Um, that looks wonderful and I'm definitely going to open that up in any tab. Um Cosmic Top Secret by Classifilm. Um Cribbage with Grandpas by Less Than Three Interactive. Brilliant name. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh Detention by Red Candle Games. Emotional Fugitive Detector by Sam Von Aaron, uh, Alexander King and Nokawu. 
Um, Everything is going to be okay by Alien Melon. Um, Fear Sphere by Henry. Um, <laughs> Feast by um, Sharang, Biswas, and um, I'm butchering these names. And um, Twitter. Um, and Batra. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks, um, Twitter. No. Um, Four Horsemen by Nuclear Fission Software. Um, Frog Fractions 2! Hey. By Twinbeard and Mostly Tinger... Mostly Tiger Proof. Uh, <laughs> mostly Tinger Proof! <laughs> I didn't mean to say Tinger Proof, but that's what I said. Let's move it's on. immune to Tingers. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Thing. On a molecular um, level. Yes. Um, Gnog by, uh, by Co-op Mode. Um, which is a wonderful name for a company. Um, Hackers of Resistance by The Hackers of Resistance. Uh, that's the self-titled album. <laughs> it's, it's autobiographical. Yes. Um, Ishmael by Jordan Mangerson. Um, Keyboard Sports by Triband. Kim by The Secret Games Company. Lady Killer in a Bind. Hey. Oh, that's the sex one. That's the sex one, yeah. <laughs> it's a good sex one. Um, it's a good uh, sex my, one, um, George Johnson. My... Um, my um my I think my um if you wanna if you wanna go it, we're not officially affiliated with uh, Podhaven yet um but if you wanna go listen we're, to we are the gameographers podcast huh oh I thought you meant us I was thinking what no I'm talking about no don't worry I'm leading into a thing um, <laughs> so um, you meant we weren't I know it's fine I've got it we're not officially <laughs> affiliated with ourselves but um uh... now. <laughs> So I do a podcast called The Gameographers. We've not been doing a few episodes for a little while because we're um, going through the process of sorting some bits and pieces out. But we did an episode uh, about Lady Killer in a Bind. It was a lot of fun, so you should go check it out. It's um, Gameographers' uh, uh, podcast dedicated to talking about porn games. Uh, and I also, um, little footnote, crowning achievement, I um, I posted something on my personal website about how Lady Killer in a Bind um, presents an excellent argument for destroying capitalism. Um, and um, and Christine Love, the creator of the game's um, response, was, oh my god. <laughs> um, so I'm quite happy about that. Um, okay, I'll continue the list. We have uh, Objective by AM Dark, Oblige by Jocelyn Kim and Ivan Sang, um, A Kyoshpiel Book 1 by Koch Games, uh, One Shot by Little Cat Feet, which is a cute name for a company. So many um, of these company names have been great. They're really good, aren't they? I, I like um, the one that's just Henry. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's not just Henry, though. It's um, H- capital H-N-R-Y. Nice. Which is cool. Henry. Henry. Um, yeah. Okay, so um, other nominations. We have Rhythm Doctor by 7th Beat Games. Are these Santiago. all being nominated for the same things, or do we just not know what the awards are? Uh, well, they're all nominations for the Indicate Festival. Uh, basically, um, the way the Indicate Festival works is um, any indie game developer can submit their game um, to the Indicate Festival, and then um, certain particular games are chosen by a set of judges that Indicate employ, um, and they select they they come up with a selection of nominees, uh, and the nominees are um, games that they consider to be like some of the best indie games that came out in that year 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get um, a an area of the Indiecade Festival where they can set up and people can come and play it. And then there are other games that didn't quite make the nominations as these like big highlights of the of the the year's indie games, um, but that are still games that they want to um, have show space for. If that okay. makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then they have like um, like festival panels where they talk about some of the nominated games, so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we uh, yes. Um, so um, we have Santiago by Team Santiago. Um, Sign a game about being understood by Thorny Games. I think uh, I've the heard Norwood of it. But I... Yeah, I've I I've heard of it too, um, but I not had the opportunity to check it out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Norwood Suite by Greg Cosmo D. Heffen, Heffen, Heffenan. <laughs> Sorry, it, I don't know. I'll say that again. The Norwood Suite by Greg Cosmo D. Heffenan. Same. I wish his name was Cosmo D. Heffen, Heffen, Heffenan. <laughs> That's like the remix of his name. Um, <laughs> uh, we have um, Tracking Tracking Ida by Tracking Ida Team. Um, Undestined by Zeno Studio. Uh, Vinjets by Skeleton Business. Let me just check if that's what I think what? it is, because Skeleton, Skeleton Business. Vignettes, Vignettes, Vignettes. Oh, I meant to say Vignettes. Right. Okay. So Vignettes is an interesting game. Basically, it wouldn't um, be Vignettes by any chance. Vignettes. I mean Vignettes. Wait. I don't know how to say these oh. words. I've only ever read them in my head. Oh, I was, I was just, I thought you meant like a net of figs. No, no, I mean Vignettes. <laughs> Vignettes. Um, let's just pretend that didn't happen. Well, that is notoriously um, not the business of skeletons. Okay. Well, fine then. Um, <laughs> skeletons <laughs> deal in netted figs. Yeah. <laughs> And I will fight anyone Welcome who says otherwise. Welcome to the otherwise. Indie Haven podcast, where we just endlessly berate our co-host for not pronouncing things quite correct sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed it's become quite a bit of a trend. So, Vignettes is a very interesting game. I've, um, I've actually played it, I think it was at EGX Res 2016? Um, or it might have been 2015, I can't quite recall. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's um, each level is basically a... Um, it, it's a sort of like casual exploration game, and you get objects, uh, and you the, the controls allow you to spin the object around 360 degrees, and you need to find the right area of the object um, to um, see the perspective of that particular angle, and it transforms into a new object that you then do the same thing with mm-hmm. look around and try and find a an angle of the object that could theoretically be another object it's really really interesting it's quite relaxing mm. oh. um yeah it's really cool um and after after vignettes we have virtual virtual reality by tender claws um where the water tastes like wine by dim bulb games which is again another fantastic name for a studio um, and underscore transfer by Abyssal Uncreations. And those are the uh, those are the thirty six nominees. Those are the Menomenomen nominations. The Menomenomen nominations. The, yes. the tasty like parts. Yeah. Um, I'll. Um, and then they have. Um, and then, um, as well as the nominations, Indicate has official selections, and the official selections are other games that are available to be played 
at Indiecade, but aren't uh, in the group of nominees. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's quite a long list, so I'll, I'll scroll through and point out ones that we've probably covered um, or that we know about. Yeah. And maybe we can just like, yeah, oh, we talk about, oh, that's cool, that's on the thing. Um, we have um, Dream Daddy, a dad dating simulator. Hey. 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 I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that it's like at least being shown at um, Indie Gate. Dad game. Dad game, yeah. Um, we have, uh, oh, Ghosts of Miami by Pillow Fight, which is. Um, We've talked about cute... that on the site. Yeah. We? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Carolyn um, did a preview for for that game, um, and it's um, a cutesy little '80s retro mystery game. Mm. Yeah, I, um, I, I remember seeing it and thinking it looked interesting. Yeah, like the art style is really, really adorable, um, and I definitely need to play it at some point or another. Um, what else have we got? Huh, okay. We have pounded in the butt by the handsome living video game manifestation of the life and works of Dr. Chuck Tingle, a game by Zoe Quinn and the Tinglers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing because it makes it sound like she's in like a like a rockabilly band from the nineteen fifties. Yeah. Well it's Well you know what? Is it too much to ask for both? I mean, I would love to see that. I mean, the answer is probably yes. That is a bit much to ask all of them to retrain as musicians and then also yeah, do... Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. It's but... Good point. <laughs> but I can dream. Pounded hey, in the butt? Hey, hey Josh. Yes. Hey, Josh. Yes. Yeah, you, you just said the word butt, which is also in the name of the title of the oh, game. Oh, that is humorous. Yes, it is. Um, I like this, that. And this game is also looking to be quite humorous because it's... Um, um, as, as you probably assumed by the title, the Chuck Tingle experience um, yeah. in a video game format, featuring obligatory Jim Sterling mention. So I'm laughing already. It's really funny. Yeah, there we go. Should be. It's also got Will Wheaton in it. Will Wheaton. Yeah, which is always amusing. I really hurt my throat doing that. Oh no, that's not good. Um, but yeah, uh, Paul Wheaton, if you don't know, is um, the current host of um, Table, the YouTube show Tabletop. Um, and, and that is the thing that Wesley, he is most known for. Wesley in Star Trek The Next Generation. The thing that he wishes he wasn't known for. Unfortunately. I, I actually... Um, it's a funny story, really, because I actually found out about him through Tabletop. Um, he, but yeah to be honest I think the thing that he should be most embarrassed about is the Big Bang Theory uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> well that's that reaction out of the way yeah oh okay so another game that's being showcased is uh, The Sexy Brutal hey. ah, yes, that's, that's the one Great game, lovely It's a game. good old game. Very good game. Yeah, Jonch did a recommend. Yes. Yes, I did. Excellent. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of that. other different games. They all look like um, they're going to be quite interesting. Uh, and if you happen to be in the... Um, 
in in uh, near the near Little Tokyo, the Japanese American National Museum in the United States of America. Um, then, um, yeah, that's where the that's where the festival is being held. So you can go and check out all of these awesome nominated and selected video games that are indie. So go do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, if you do, if you do go there, maybe email me, and we can, you know, work something out. <laughs> Get something on the site. That'd be cool. Yes. Before we talk about the next thing, mm-hmm. um, I just want to, I. Because I want, I really, what I'd like is this podcast become popular, like all my big favourite podcasts. Um, yeah, yeah. What, what, I've realised that what you have to do to get that hot internet SEO, yeah, uh-huh. is you got yeah. to talk about James of Thrones. Ah, the James of Thrones. Oh, yeah, James no, of Thrones. No, right. Um, so, like the bit as the editor-in-chief in of Indie Haven, I hereby forbid you to turn this podcast into, like, Game of Thrones recap uh, Welcome to the, the the James Haven podcast, where we only oh, ever talk about Mr. James on his chair. Uh, so this, this week on the James show... Um, James John was like, Snow oh, doesn't know anything. I'm sitting on my big chair and it's made of guns, and then his best friend, <laughs> and then his best friend, oh, I dropped my microphone, uh, and then his best, his best friend, um, jo- Jonathan, Jonathan says, I'm Ned Stark's bastard, and then they have sex, and someone's breasts are in it. And then there's a big lizard, and it goes, "Rah, I'm a lizard." And then, and then they they like fight a wall. It's like I'm actually there inside. I'd like the to retract game. my previous statement of forbidding this content because I want this content to happen every week now. Tune <laughs> in next week for more um, the, the the throne recap. Where the talk about it, Jon Snow. Uh, Jon Snow and my best friend James, the main character of James. James, James and his giant peach. His, his giant peach chair made of guns. Yeah, it's made, it's made, it's made of dead. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking Game of Thrones. So, um, shall, we, shall we move on to the next item on the docket? <laughs> oh, please. Yeah. Oh, God, please. Melody, what's um, what what's next? Oh, uh, well then, it's just a little, little mention of a thing. Is that um, of a thing. everyone's favourite game about scaly bones that have plasma dongs on the internet when people draw them? Uh, yes, is that now, now on PS4 and PS Vita. Undertale. That is. It is. It is. Undertale has come to the things that you just said. Yeah, it's on those. Um, I uh, haven't played, played it a little, yet. I've played a little bit of it. It's it's still good. <laughs> you know, it, it's still very much the Undertale game that mm. I liked before. 
I've heard uh, they now, haven't changed too much. There's not a lot of changes. Like obviously, there's some jokes around the controls that have either changed because the controls no longer apply anymore. The four frogs thing is uh, is not it, which is a shame because like I actually found that whole exchange kind of amusing. Yeah, that's a shame, really. Yeah, mm. but there's no F4 key on a PS4 controller, so you know, it wouldn't have oh, worked. Well. The um, um, the only other change that I know of is that there's a extra hidden room, which ooh. is just a shrine mm. to the dog, that is somewhat <laughs> of a mascot. Dog, dog, dog. Excellent. Oh, there is one other big change as well. Is there? Um, for, I I know we've already had the obligatory mention in this podcast, but um, oh, yeah. the obligatory mention. Um, in this version of Undertale, um, Jim Sterling is canon. Part of the is a canon part of the Undertale universe. Okay, yeah, so I'm wondering a... if is that an actual proper reference to Jim Sterling? Because if it is, that's great. <laughs> I mean, his no, name is attributed yeah, the, to the um, quote. Yeah, in the in the in the trailer um, announcing the the PlayStation Vita version of Undertale. Um, it shows it shows off um, various different quotations um, from uh, different game critics talking about the game, and one of the quotes is from Jim, who um, said something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing here, um, "Never before has a game um, included a skeleton that I want to date so much." Um, oh, and, and then, uh... he's referring to Papyrus, and then Papyrus comes up with a quote saying, "This weird guy called Jim keeps trying to date me." Yeah. Nice. So Jim Sterling is an official part of the Undertale canon. Yeah. Yeah. It's not in the game itself, but in the official extended universe. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he is a, he's he in the is Undertale a canon cinematic part. universe. Yeah, he's, he's part of the UCU. So we've got we've got two yeah, of the um, that, two good. of the bigger yeah, SEOs here now. We've got James of Thrones the and we've got Undertale. It ju- it just goes to show if you want to date a skeleton enough, it's gonna draw some attention. Absolutely. So you know, keep your head down. Um, did did you did you hear me then? Because I think I cut out for a sec. I, I think did, I, I did not hear a sec. word. Oh okay. Well, I'll, I'll try and stitch that section together as best I can. Okay, right. uh, but I was just gonna, I was just gonna do a um, a a, a cool segue by saying, uh, we talked about two uh, two big SEO things, talked about James of Throne, and we've talked about Undertale, everyone's favourite skeleton penis game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna talk about another big hitter where people will search it on the internet and find us. Yeah, this is the SEO special. Yeah, uh, and that's South Park. What? And I know what you're going to say. South Park the Video Game 2 isn't an indie game. Well, how are you going to justify the connection to our typical subject matter, Elodie? Well, you were meant to kind of say it, because that would, like... You meant to say South Park isn't an indie game... But well, South Park well, isn't an indie game. Well, forgive me for not wanting to interrupt you. <laughs> um, but I... I tried so hard not to interrupt you. <laughs> well, I think that um, <laughs> some of the features that have been unveiled for um, 
for this new South Park game. And the reason that... It's the Fractured Butthole, is what it's called. And, yeah, and for a while laugh. I just couldn't remember that, and that's why I was kind of skirting around actually saying the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but a few features that have been announced for it... Um, uh, namely the fact that um, the difficulty meter corresponds with uh, the player character's skin colour, so uh, the darker the skin is, the or the higher the difficulty, the darker the player character's skin is. Um, and the other feature is that uh, you can play as a trans character in it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is like, you if you want to be a trans woman, you have to pick male. No, actually, that. no. Isn't it? Um, if you um, if you pick male, you um, you're you were then asked if you are um, if you're if you're a cis male or a trans male. Okay, I um, I, I misheard that when I was yeah. Hearing about it before. Oh no, yeah, no, it's yeah. Oh. You, you you pick the you pick the gender and then you pick whether you're cis or trans. And there is also another option. Uh, for um. How do you mean? As in, there's oh. male, female, other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I just yeah. I. Oh no, well, that's okay. Um. Yeah. Well. I think. That. In this case, this is another case of South Park when it actually tries to do something uh, that's not punching down. It's trying that, but I don't think it's done it particularly well because it's coming across as... um, Well, yeah, like, that's the thing. It's South Park doing it. Yeah, well... There's the thing that it's um, South Park, and there's the thing that um, it's basically saying to POC people that um, uh, the game isn't intended for them in a way. Yeah, it's like um, it's it's meant to be the the cutting social commentary. Ha ha ha! Look at this. We know we know about yeah. the the woes of the world. But when but, you actually look at the functionality, it, it means yeah, if, if you're going to have yourself represented in this this work mm-hmm. of fantasy, escapist fantasy, then it's going to just become a more unpleasant experience for you. And more so than that, when an individual plays an RPG, often they will make a character that they feel a sense of identity with, yeah. so that they can assume the role of themselves in a video game. And if you take the um, if you take the skin color slider and the difficulty slider and put them in the same place, it's inherently making the game more difficult for people of color. Oh yeah, that's who... what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Um... See, what it comes across to me as is that it's what it that the game thinks that only white people will play it. So because all that's going to do is make a point. That racism exists to white people. There's as much as you might think on surface level that it is some kind of uh, cutting commentary. It's literally just saying racism is a thing that exists. 
that's yeah. literally it. And it's, it's not it's not not um, even particularly not, um, nuanced in that. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not a statement that if this were some big statement that has uh, like a unique angle to it, then maybe maybe there would be some merit in this this particular game mechanic. But it's an argument that um, has existed for um, the longest possible time. It's not new. People are aware of this. And all it's done is, in a, in a sense, alienate um, the people who are actually uh, affected video game by it. Color. Yeah. This uh, feels like... Like, it, fe- it feels like they thought about the headline first, and then were kind of like, well, we've, like, this has to be in the game. Like, it feels like... Like, it feels like a sort of a side you would see in... Like like some sort of comedy show where like they're playing a game and like that's a feature in the thing, so you can yeah. you can have like you can make the point and you can have the ha ha funny satire. Yeah, if this and, I feel like without feel having like to extend be... it across the entire functionality hmm. of a fucking multiple hour game. Yeah, I definitely feel like this would have gone down a a fair bit better if it were a joke in a television series. Or maybe yeah, a joke than, in the game, or something that players would actually have um, to fucking yeah. live with. Well, the the thing is, uh, where where this ties in with um, indie games is um, with something that we talked about before when we were talking about um, that Dragon Cancer. We talked about how video games can be used as empathy tools, mm-hmm. uh, and. This actually, this feels like something that would have worked much better as something in an indie game based entirely around that concept, as an empathy yeah. tool for white people. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but the problem is that by putting it in a game that is supposedly meant for anyone to be able to play, rather than just to be a game for white people to learn about what it feels like to yeah have to deal with racism it just comes across as um telling people of color that it's not a game for them it's a game for white people to learn about stuff yeah mm-hmm. so no i can pl- i'm completely with you on that like it just it feels like what we were saying about how more games should do this sort of thing i don't think that should extend to well, if it's going to be something that's so uh, that has the actual identity elements so combined with the gameplay in a game that's not about that identity element and that's just like marginal to it hmm. it will end up feeling more alienating than it will have any purpose in terms of bestowing any form of empathy yeah mm-hmm. no definitely um, I feel like in um, encouraging the uh, the expanded um, like experimentation and implementation of um, video games as an empathy tool, it should be within reason, and this definitely isn't re- within reason. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. that it should it it should be an opt-in thing. Yes. Um and. The thing is that they are gating an entire unrelated game behind this. So it's yeah. not like you can just opt out of um, that so that you can just play as a um, 
a person of colour without mm. having to play a difficult version of a game. Absolutely. Um, so it just it feels like it really should have, if they wanted to explore that idea it shouldn't have been uh, as a tiny facet of their huge triple A RPG yeah mm-hmm. and on top of that I don't I don't feel like I feel like maybe we shouldn't be giving um, the creators of Fractured Butthole a um, the benefit of the doubt here in that I don't think I I certainly don't think that this was implemented as a an intended political statement more so than simply a, a a thing that they knew people would talk about. Well, South Park's kind of infamous for just taking any available targets it can get its hands on. It doesn't really have any kind of agenda. It just goes for whatever it can make a joke out of. Oh. It goes for whatever it can make. The 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 issue I personally have with South Park is that um, it takes a centrist perspective on everything, in in the sense that anyone who holds any serious moral convictions is a fucking loser, and that you mm. should just shouldn't care about anything and accept the status quo. Um, and and I, yeah, I feel like in general it has had a um, a more right libertarian bent at times. Like they will say that they make fun of everyone, but. Mm, they do tend to be a lot more watered down in there taking the piss out of right-wing topics. Mm. And on top of that, um, there's the fact that... um... Sorry, I don't know what happened to me then. (laughs) No, it's okay, it happens to me. Uh, (laughs) I'll edit this out. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sorry, I'm just trying to recollect my thoughts. Um, That's okay. Take your time. Yeah. It, oh, I remember. Yeah. It's on top of that. It's the fact that the way it um, the way it does this whole centrist thing makes the assumption that all sides are equal in any yes. argument. It's mm-hmm. um. It's it's false non-part. It's false non-partisanship. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the reason why I brought up the whole um the whole trans thing is that it feels incredibly disingenuous mm. from the people that it's coming from absolutely yeah. like i'm glad that that's options in an rpg i just wish it wasn't in a south park one because south park is the place that the whole um uh mr garrison ms garrison a thing happened on mm. which is one of the biggest uh, and longest running travesties of a bad uh, trans joke yeah. ever on television yeah no South Park is fucking awful yeah. so it just it just feels incredibly disingenuous for them to do that any chance that they had to be trusted with this stuff was kind of cashed in a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. And yeah, and like even their more recent episode, which was praised by some camps as being more um, uh, trans inclusive, 
They've already um, they've already set a precedent. Well, yeah, but also the the whole thing of that episode recently um, was uh, saying that trans people are fine, but uh, only if they're real and not those trans trenders who use it to get into bathrooms and things. Which isn't an actual thing. Because that's something that people would do. Yeah. Yeah, the, the whole point yeah. is like the... Yeah, it's just like, even when they are trying to do something that is vaguely pro-trans, it, again, comes across as shitty and disingenuous because they're saying that uh, only trans people up to our standards of what is trans count. Yeah, yeah. So it's awful. It just between that and um, how much it feels like um, this is very much a the the whole race thing is very much a ploy to um, to just it's appear a as if they want appear it. as if they care about the issue in any way. Yeah. Uh, whilst also alienating people of colour at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and, like, as I say, all of these things would... W- I would praise in a different context. And, again, mm-hmm. that's where the whole thing with indie games comes in here, is because, like... Um, it's the whole gamification of real social issues only works in a context where there's not other game like gated behind that yeah no i know i know what you mean yeah. so it, like a something small... that sensitive kind of needs the level of focus in order to be done right otherwise it's yeah. just going to be at best weird yeah like it at this point it just feels like a um a one note social commentary that doesn't even really say anything beyond something that everyone mm-hmm. fucking knew already which is that racism is a thing um it just feels like an attempt to a- appease people by saying look we're we're making yeah. fun of we're saying racism exists too, so you can't, of course, bad. Yeah, it yeah. just it just feels yeah. incredibly fucking. In, in, it, well, it feels like yeah. it was done by someone who didn't actually know anything about racism. Yeah, N- nothing beyond the fact that it's there. Yeah, it's like yeah, just expecting praise for having acknowledged that it's a thing that exists. And and yeah, if if that's the whole slider thing had just been in like a small uh like one hour rpg thing or something mm. indie one that um was made by an actual person of color yeah and it just made the game more difficult if you played as a person of color then I think it would be more praiseworthy in terms of the fact that it's just something that's that's focused on that idea, yeah, and um, actually would be able to make 
a point without hiding an entire AAA game behind being able to choose your own race. Well, there's a pre there's precedent set for that kind of games as an empathy exercise format. Uh, oh god, I'm kicking. I've forgotten the name completely. Uh, Laura Dale was involved in it. Acceptance. Yeah, that uh, like something along those lines. Where um, what what happened with like that a, is that you you had a um an option to choose your gender at the beginning. And it explicitly said that it was a game for cis people to help give yeah. them more understanding. Um, and like when you not chose... an entire like whole other triple A game that isn't dependent on that hidden behind it. This is this serves a specific function. Yeah, the 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 whole thing was that when you chose your gender, it said it just came out and said, "No, you're not. You're this." And yeah. would just. Um, yeah, so the whole thing was... The whole thing was trying to get across that you are... What it's like to be a trans person in society. Whereas, had uh, this big South Park game decided to go like, um, Oh, when you choose your gender in this, it's actually... You get told it's the other way around everyone treats you like the other one because transphobia exists that would again come on come across as incredibly disingenuous and just trying to get mm. yeah mm. and um also alienating fractal trans people so it it just depends on the context these things can be good but they have to be in a context where it works and this isn't a context where it works, and that's that's basically mm. what I have to say. And ideally, not written by cis white men. Yeah. Who, who don't actually mm. know. Who don't know, and obviously fucking don't care based on their well, yeah the complete library of their work. Just <laughs> based yeah. on track record alone. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, <sighs> Anyone want to add anything? Because I'm done. I think you've pretty much covered it, to be honest. Yeah, you've pretty much covered everything about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, just to say, uh, you know the picture of the frogs I sent earlier? Yeah. Are you looking at it? Are there more frogs in it now? Yeah. That'd be weird. But the thing that I was going to point out was that, that the frog that's kind of in the the bit that is mostly... Not with frog. Yeah, but the, the one frog in, in the vacant real estate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got a really good butt. I mean, I guess. That's... I think it's time for Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, deep thoughts. Let's not linger on that frog thought for too long. It's time for me. <laughs> right. Are we ready for this segment? I know I always ask this. I want to make sure because you know, I'm ready. When you Josh, come into contact with this level of knowledge, Josh, Josh, I'm never yeah. ready, but go for it. <laughs> All right, I am here to acquire frogs. All right, Wentworth Miller's Wheel of Meat. Oh, he's back. He's back, back at it again with the Wheel of Meat. Sake, the Wheel of Meat. So this is Wentworth Miller, the actor's latest attempt to just. 
terrorised me and in incredibly, incredibly passive and just obtuse ways. He's, uh, well, I mean, it's fairly self-explanatory. What would you think when I said wheel of meat? He's just kind of sat with a wheel of, just just like a cheese wheel, but made of meat. He's just uh, sat That's a good guess, actually. It. That's a good guess. Uh, it's not that. Think more along uh, game show lines. Oh, okay. So it, oh, it's so like a wheel of fortune, but there's just meat. It's like a it's like a wheel of fortune scenario, but with meat. And he will sort of intercept me at uh, various points in the day. Once every day for the past, I want to say, three and a half weeks. Uh, hmm. He's been intercepting me just going to the shops or sometimes I'll just walk into the bathroom. I don't know how he knows where I'm going to be. I think he just sets up shops somewhere and so far he's just gotten lucky every day. Because hmm. he just he like knows my routine enough to know that if he sets up at one of these places I will eventually come to him. And he stood there uh, full butcher's regalia Nice. Full, yeah, full outfit. He's gone really into the costuming for this. He's, he's, it's quite a high effort, high effort uh, enterprise he's engaged in here. I will give him that. And he's got the big wheel. Well, just picture the like wheel of fortune. He's got something like that up on a big board. Little rotate. He spins it round, spins round, lands on the meat. There's an arrow pointing to the meat. What does it land on? some sort of meat and that's basically the premise okay. and so I'll I'll be I'll walk in and he'll like he's got a little spotlight on himself and all other lights will just go off and it'll be the spotlight and I and that's the moment when I'm like oh for fuck's sake because I know what's gonna happen I'm gonna turn around roll up roll up come one come all it's Wentworth Miller's wheel of meat Spin the wheel, what sort of meat's it gonna land on today, kids? Will it be turkey? Yes. <laughs> Is it all turkey? It's all the same fucking picture of the same fucking turkey on every segment of the wheel, and he cracks on like there's some element of mystery to the whole proceeding. Oh, that's a sordid state of affairs, isn't it? It is, I mean, and that... I can't really talk. I can't really talk because that was the entire basis of a joke in one of my videos. But it's a sordid state of affairs. Well, have it happen every day. That's happened every day for the past three and a half weeks, and this, I think, is his end game, if you will, because he's got to know that I know how that whole thing's going to end. He's got to know that I'm going to know it's all Turkey. It's going to land on Turkey. He's going to shout, it's Turkey. And then he just sort of fucks off. He Has he ever given you any meat? Off. He's never given me the meat. It just lands on Turkey and then he leaves. If I was wow, getting okay, Turkey that's... out of it, I'd be a little bit less bitter. But God forbid Wentworth Miller should ever do anything for me in a, for a fucking change. That's awful. It is dreadful. And I can only assume... Because you can only assume with Wentworth Miller, God knows what's going on in that mind of his. He's trying to drive me insane through the repetition, because it has taken on a sort of water torture-like effect. Hmm. Just like the the, um, the wheel like a... spins and it lands on Turkey with a tedious inevitability, 
and like, uh, like bamboo foot tapping torture where like yeah. at first it's really mundane but after a while it starts to turn into agony yeah because he knows okay. it's pissing me off he knows that just the repetition of it and just it's I'm not going to deny it is getting to me like even knowing I'm what really his trick is it's getting to me a little bit and so sorry I've just got to push through because that is the only way I can look I've, I've just got to steal myself and just push through as I face off against Wentworth Miller's turkey gambit well we will be here with for you every step of the way John. wait a second I, I appreciate the support wait oh my god um have you seen that viral thing recently that viral, that viral thing. thing the recently. viral website. Does this have anything to do with that dank meme you were talking about earlier in the show? No, the the um the website that's like been going around and all the like what what's this spooky thing about YouTube channels have been like talking about it. Yeah. It's just that website turkwhimsy.com. And that's T U T U R K whimsy spelled and it's just got a, um, it's just it's like it's a constant like video feed of yeah this conveyor belt with a man with an obscured face in a turkey costume gradually moving closer and closer to a meat grinder and i have heard that there is a distinct rivalry between uh, our old pal Mr. Whimsy and um, Wentworth Miller and well, the the fact that there's turkey there's the word Whimsy I haven't seen him in at that's least where you go- I was okay I haven't seen him in at least two weeks and usually he's at my house he just well, comes and eats he's m- at everyone's house he comes and eats my Cheerios in the morning he's like the faceless old woman yeah, he from is. Welcome to Night Vale, except he is the faced man who's quite angry. The the thing is that there's this feed of an angry, screaming man. I haven't seen. I'll hold on a minute. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a look at this link. Okay, now I've sent um, it to the chat. So. I'm gonna have a look at it too. Can I yeah. look at it too? You might be better set to identify. Hold, hold on a minute. I'm I'm just gonna play this. I'm going to play it at 50% speed. I'm in a turkey costume, kids. It's me, Jack Whimsy. Fuck off. <gasps> Wait. That, that definitely sounds like him. That does sound I like can't him. Be, I can't be 100% sure, but it sounds like something that Chad Whimsy would say. So, hang on a minute. What's what, what's his plan here? Well, why, it, why is he walking towards him? He's is not this walking. an act of protest? No, he's not walking towards it. Look, he's tied up. Oh, he's just he, been tied to the... Yeah, he's tied... His feet are tied to the thing. He can't move. He's tied he to a conveyor belt. He's very slowly moving towards this meat grinder. And he's dressed as a turkey. Uh, and his rival, Wentworth Miller, has been spinning a wheel that only includes turkey for the same amount Wentworth of time. Wentworth Miller's been giving me hints... He's giving you hints that he's going to give you these 
these ripped up remains of Is it like some Chad sort Wimsey. of Riddler-esque scenario, instead, but instead of a riddle that with a solution that one could feasibly arrive at? It's just a hint that he happens to have someone who happens to be in a turkey costume being fed into a meat grinder. I think that and there's might no be the real case. way I could have known that. I mean, it's kind of lucky that the link went viral because I can now have somebody take care of that. And then, to be That's honest, right, beyond that, I'm in favour of just never mentioning it again. Yeah, I think. All right. Yeah. Well, that that's that resolved then, I guess. Tune in next week for some more deep thoughts, why don't you? Fucking hell. Alright, so, yeah, so, right. here's going to be a promo. Promo. Have you ever found yourself playing a video game and wondering why the best characters are all tucked away in the background, far behind all the boring soldiers, lifeless swordsmen, and generic space marines? So have we. We here at the Real Heroes Podcast bring in the best guests on the net to help us shine a light on the forgotten heroes of gaming once and for all. So if you've ever wanted to hear Laura Kate aggressively defend the rights of a fictional jellyfish alien, or Jed Whittaker discuss how Zelda is really the story of a kink-facilitating pickle man, join us on the Real Heroes Podcast right here on Podhaven. That was a good promo what we just listened to. I can't believe how great and cool that promo was. Oh, there was... Uh, some voices. Yeah. yeah. Some very nice voices. Yeah, they talk right. about How a show. How do we want to close out this shit show? Well... Who's got some games they want to talk about? Time about video games. Uh. I have a very brief recommendation. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> brief like pants. <laughs> <laughs> so they are quite concise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you know, every I'm pretty sure like about sixty percent of all people who have a Steam account probably already have this in their in their library. But for those of you that don't, um, there's this little game called Amnesia: The Dark Descent. Um, I, I own it, but I've never played it because I'm too much of a fair. spook. Well, you should definitely give it a go. Right, can because it's can, a very good can game. we play it together? Because I'm going to get too spooked to play it on my own. That's okay. That's fair enough. It's a very spooky game. It's a horror game. It's about madness and the dark and uh, things that go bump in the night. And it's also got a really, really fantastic community of um, people who make custom stories. All, um, within the framework of Amnesia. Oh, uh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's really awesome. So you get people telling their own narratives using um, using Amnesia as a sort of um, sandbox tool, um, as a as a basic um, framework, and it's really really fun. So it's got a lot of replayability, and yeah, it's just a really good game. So I highly highly recommend it. Uh, especially seeing as it is uh, currently available on the Steam Store for the low, low, affordable, low price of, um, it's only fifteen quid. It's only fifteen quid, which you know, it's not that bad at all for such a like expansive game, really. Um, so yeah, go go check out Amnesia: The Dark Descent. All right, check um, it out. I um, have you ever heard of Vine Source? 
Vine source. Yeah, it's a um, it's a streaming channel that's been going for a while. Okay, uh, I don't think I've ever. The guy who runs it, Vinny, occasionally does things that um people send to him, like he's done bad DOS games and bad um, various platforms and such. Uh, yeah. All like weird things that just weird small things that you can find on the internet. And um, one of the videos he did was um, or streams. I watched it as a video afterwards. Was a uh, bad amnesia custom stories. Oh, and yeah. there is some fantastically weirdly awful things. And are we talking so bad they're good stuff? Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's, um, it just, there's some absolutely incredible things that people have put out on that platform of, yeah, so that's all I wanted to say, is that it's a good platform for finding so bad it's good stuff as well as actually good stuff. Awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, Josh, did you want to go next or should I? Huh? Huh? Indie games? Huh? I've not had time to play indie games, Elodie. I've been too busy making a video about indie games. Oh. The whole state you of recommend that. The whole state of affairs has, if I'm honest, been rather galling. Uh I have played a game that I really was hoping I'd be able to recommend. Oh, what was but that? Regrettably, well, let me let me put it this way. Um, have you ever had this feeling where you lose all concept of chronology and all future events become this sort of weird, amorphous thing that you feel like is just all going to happen to you at once? See, that sounds horrifying. Yeah, it's it not is. something I've experienced before, but it's now something I am very scared of. Mm-hmm. Well, don't try and play Metronomicon Slay the Dance Floor if that happens to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just a bit of advice. I know you might feel obliged to, but no one can oblige you to do it. It's not worth doing just to have something to talk about in the latter section of a free podcast. Just to, I know it's very specific advice. <laughs> okay. But if, if you're, you're ever if in a situation where be... that applies to you somehow, you're fucking welcome. Is, um, that, is that your recommendation? I hope that's yeah, it, because that's it's, amazing. It's like... God, I really wanted to like the game, but my god, is it just a visual nightmare. <laughs> Oh, I would I would recommend people look at it because that's the thing that's the thing this section has always for me about been about raising awareness and I can mm. want to raise awareness about a game without necessarily wanting to go as far as to recommend people buy and play it but, but I, people should have a look people yeah. should have a look at this thing because I it's an interesting thing to look at and maybe take things from and hopefully figure out how to do it correctly because, okay. my god, did I like the idea. You are... But you've got a party of four people who fight monsters at a rave by dancing at them? So it's Crypt of the Necrodancer. Pretty much. And it's like DDR controls. Oh, okay. And, like, 
it you can't look at most of the stuff on the screen because like you have to be looking at like one you're just looking at the arrows and completely ignoring everything else like you can't look at your health bar for too long or you'll fuck it up you can't look at any of the visuals that, that people have put an incredible amount of effort into seemingly but like the screen is just full of stuff that you're not looking at because you're too busy looking at the arrows in order to actually play the game and that's unfortunate that's kind of a yeah. shame if 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 one is to do a rhythm game i think it's best to be visually minimalist just because rhythm yeah. games require so much concentration on tiny parts of the screen that distracting yeah. from that can make or break a rhythm game yeah yes okay so okay, cool. go, go, go and look, look at that. that. Go and look at that by all means, because just yeah, just, have a just, gander. just based on the name alone, I figured it was going to be worth looking at. But oh, you know, if you're in the midst of a period of existential dread, maybe just look at a playthrough or something. I don't know. Cool. Okay. Uh, I have a confession. Yes. A confession. I don't have one prepared. Okay then. Um, I do. To be continued. Do <laughs> I do want to talk about um something I've been excited about for many years is coming out next week. I think it is. Oh yeah. Okay, you can talk about it. And that, that is, uh, the Homestuck adventure game is actually finally coming oh, out. Did I talk on oh, damn, was okay. it on this podcast that I talked about um. The... I don't recall you mentioning a Homestuck adventure Oh, well, game somewhere I talked about the whole, um, it was just on a group chat, I think. I talked about the whole thing where, um, the people who were originally hired to make this game that was kickstarted, uh, a, a studio called, um, I think it's The Gentleman with Hats, I'll have to look it up. Okay. Um... They basically sent a token effort after a very long time, and then just cut ties. Um, and took basically half of the money. Uh, and um, yeah, they left them in the lurch entirely, took a bunch of Kickstarter money, used it to make the, um, King's Quest reboot. Um, huh. and so, What Pumpkin, which is the name of the, uh, like, company that rose out of Homestuck for doing merch and stuff, end up having to make their own in-house studio, learn how to develop games, uh, and it's taken... It was originally meant to come out in 2014. Damn. It's taken okay. this long. The first part of the game is finally coming out. It's... Yeah. After all this time. And I'm very excited. And I hope it's good. So I'm recommending people look okay, into cool. that. 
Awesome. It, it looks good now. Uh, the initial stuff they started releasing about it didn't look fantastic, but I think that's just because they were getting their legs on the fact that they had had their budget massively cut because of the fact that the Kickstarter money was stolen. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're back on their feet yeah. and it looks like they're going to come out with a really nice game. Yeah, and I'm glad that they've actually managed to do this entirely in-house as well. Because that's really, really, that's really the fact that they've bounced, an uplifting story. bounced back from having their Kickstarter money stolen and everything, and yeah, actually I mean, made their own game studio just to do this. I mean, fair that's play really to, and that's yeah, that is one hell of a troubled development history. Absolutely, but it, um, it's nice to see that yeah. in three years they've come back with something that looks like it's going to be good. Mm. Uh, and awesome. just turn that back into Undertale again. Uh, Homestuck, a bunch of the music in Homestuck was written by Toby Fox, who is the Undertale man. Did you know that? He is yes. the Undertale man. He undertales down your way, and he can it's play. cool. I I just I like that connection. I'm just looking this up because um. Uh, I think it's important that I make sure that I know what the company that stole the money was called okay. oh mm-hmm. the odd gentleman that's it not the gentleman with hats I don't know where that came from it was the odd gentleman okay. the odd gentleman so don't support them because that was absolutely they're, shitty they're literal thieves yeah okie dokie well, thieves and scoundrels duly noted uh, is that um, don't yeah. commit theft if you can avoid it <laughs> I mean uh, Feathery from gigantic companies who won't miss it as long as you're not doing it on a uh, level where it will impact um, uh, less well-off employees. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like we've we've all accidentally left somewhere with a couple of diamonds that we didn't actually buy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah as long as you steal it's, from the top, I don't to... mind. <laughs> Is it yeah. time to wrap up the podcast? Steal upwards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, reappropriate wealth. <coughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from. Uh, who wants to say who they are and where they come from and what they do and what's their social security number and what's their bank I'll account do it details? Because I can do it quickly. Okay. You can find me on Twitter at Jan Tyrant. You can find me on YouTube, The Abominable Showman. You can find me. At Indie Haven, unsurprisingly, although I don't actually think I've had a written feature up on the site since the uh, uh, Devolver press conference thing, because I've been too busy That's working on the video thing. What? Uh, I'm very much looking forward to the video, by the way. Yeah, the video has been somewhat excruciating. I really need to sort out my process for this whole thing, because... That's okay. It like especially with video stuff, it always takes a little while yeah. to figure well, out. Like, the thing like, is, I the... despise doing solo projects most of the time. Mm. But like, I mean, in, in the end, that kind of ended up applying to writing as well. So I just wanted to do the thing that I figured would end in a better end product, and I still think that's true. But yeah, I okay. I need to refine my process a little bit because it's starting to make me hate the game I'm talking about. Oh no! Yeah, I mean, fair <laughs> enough. All right. All right. Awesome. Uh, so, me? Yes. You? You! Okay. 
Um, if you like video games and communism and perhaps want to see somebody violently mash the two into each other and talk about how it makes sense, you can find me at jaffamoister.com where I've recently put up a really nice, cool, interesting, long-form opinion piece feature thing on um, Wolfenstein 2 and how its target audience has, um, whether intentionally or not, shifted thanks to uh, global politics, the rise in fascism, and improved narrative design in video games. So you should go check that out. That's, I'm quite proud of that. Mm, nice. Um, you can also find me on Twitter, at Jaffa Meister, where I... Um, um, endlessly um, like irritate internet celebrities into becoming my friends uh, and talk about all of the usual things that I talk about. I'm also the editor-in-chief of Indie Haven the thing for the very pod the, 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 the site the podcast. That's connected to the very podcast that you're listening to right now so you know you know about that but you should go check it out and look at all the awesome things that are on it um, and yeah that's me that's you. That's me. That that's that's you. What's what? Elodie? A gremlin. Oh, Fuck. it was this this whole big reveal. I was a gremlin all along. I ate a drink at midnight, and now I'm a gremlin. The gremlin oh, yeah. podcast. This one. <laughs> You're not a gremlin <laughs> on any other podcast that you've done. Elodie, just this one. Where just this episode. You online. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at KemiWords, C-H-E-M-Y Words. I've been, last couple of days I've been talking about Micronations and Bojack Horseman a lot, so you can enjoy that. Um, You can find me on Patreon at KemiWords again. Uh, Please pay money to me again. Um, (laughs) uh, And I am on YouTube. Uh, you can find me on my YouTube channel, which is just Elodie Cunningham, uh, and I recently did a video about uh, representation of marginalised identities in the Halo series of video games. I can also vouch for this video, it's very good. Thank you. I worked very hard on it. And it shows. I hope that I will be able to improve my videoing skills, and yeah. Um, and other than that, I wrote the theme music, and you can find that at chemicalwordsmith.bandcamp.com. And I sometimes do things on Indie Haven, but mostly these podcasts that you are listening to on this podcast feed. But yeah. Awesome. That's me. Uh, so, Josh, do you want to round us out with a bit of advice? To keep the, the, the hungry boys going over the next however many days. Because the prince that never was, he rises to claim the flesh your forefathers denied him. So, you know, watch out for that. Keep your head down, things will probably pan out fine. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Video games. Video games. Video games. Thanks for listening to Podhaven.